Creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey McLeddy and I'm building my company, McLeddy Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. You know, I, this gets me fired up because I just want to tell you that <laughs> you, the way that you talk about her, I respect it so, so much because I've met her before uh -huh. and she is a lot. She is She's a lot very out there, right? Yes. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people, A, would appreciate that in their business and mm -hmm. B, know how to cultivate that into a positive into a positive direction because you talk yeah. about a tornado what does a tornado do it destroys right and, but that's only if you perceive it that way you're mm -hmm. channeling that energy and putting it into a constructive way and i think it takes a very it takes such a good leader to be able to take somebody like that and put them in the right direction to make strides in the business and to make them feel valued um we have jen in the director of operations role so she really makes sure my squirrel brain is going in the right direction all I think the time that's why you and i connect so well <laughs> i think we both are our brains move very fast and we're very <laughs> oh, yeah. all over the place they have many times said that i'm ambitious uh and that's a nice way of putting it uh tanya has <laughs> been with us uh a year and a half almost two years now and uh she's <laughs> i call her my ride or die she is very technical where i am vision i am growth i am client satisfaction i am you know new clients coming in and onboarding uh she is the technical aspect so she's looking at all of our cad plans she's detailing them she's putting in all the details for you know the finishes she's really making sure anything that we're sourcing as a team is going to be able to be feasible in the yeah. in the design and the project and what the client's looking for. Uh, Maddie's our newest addition. She's our junior designer. Um, and I should actually take a step back. The technical side, again, I'm not strong at. So I knew I needed somebody for that. And she's the perfect complement to my craziness because um, we're kind of crazy together. But uh, Maddie, who we talk constantly about being just a ball tornado of energy right she um she has vision and her her marketing and sales ability she's shocked me with how brilliant she is because she can read a room like nobody's business and she can understand the unsaid emotions or things in this in the room that you're in and really figure out how to market to those people whether it's in a conversation whether it's you know how how the heck are we going to get into Architectural Digest magazine? You yeah. know, she she has those really brilliant ideas and uh, she can listen to a client and interpret it and put it into her selection. So she's been a really great ad. You know, I, this gets me fired up because I just want to tell you that <laughs> the way that you talk about her, I respect it so, so much because I've met her before uh -huh. and she is a lot. She is She's a lot very to out there, right? Yes. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people, A, would appreciate that in their business and mm -hmm. B, know how to cultivate that into a positive into a positive direction because you talk yeah. about a tornado. What does a tornado do? It destroys. Right. And, but that's only if you perceive it that way. You're mm -hmm. channeling that energy and putting it into a constructive way. And I think it takes a very it takes such a good leader to be able to take somebody like that 
and put them in the right direction to make strides in the business and to make them feel valued because right. I'm very similar to that. I'm probably not as high energy as she is. I'm a little bit more <laughs> I'm a little bit more toned back especially as I'm getting a little bit older. I'm still I'm still young, but I've gotten a little older, okay? So <laughs> And I just don't feel like everybody appreciates the high energy, the ambition, the going out there. And I think that's what forces pe- that's what forced me to be an entrepreneur. What forced me to be an yeah. entrepreneur is I didn't feel like anybody respected the fact and didn't know how to cultivate my energy, didn't know how to cultivate my ideas. And all they did was want to shut me up and tell me to do a job. Yep. Like that's such a horrible way to go about it. So I respect so much how you've been able to cultivate her energy, her passion and really utilize it within your business because not a lot of people can do that. It's funny that you say that, that you brought up, people have told you to shut up and just do your job. You know, when I worked for other people, I had similar situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would constantly be brought in and say, you know, I know we gave you this task, but you're going too fast. Well, don't give me the task if you don't want it done. I mean, bottom line, if you're not ready, don't sick a dog on it, right? Because we're just gonna we're gonna go with it. Um, and that was always how I operated. Once I do something, I'm just going. And that's kind of how Maddie's personality is. The first time we met her, I don't think I was in the studio. No, I wasn't in the studio. And we had a junior designer at the time who is not the amount of energy she has. And Jen and Tanya were both working. If you've been in our studio, you know it's a fishbowl. It's all open. We've tried to separate it, just didn't work. So. Um, um, she comes in and I don't know what she was doing before, but she literally barreled her way into the studio from what everybody's described it as and was just, hi, how are you? Just very energetic. And I'm so excited to be in here. And that was just, she's large as life, right? That's just who she is. And when she first came on, I'm like, oh my God, how are we going to how do we do this? Because I am very much that way. I, I tell the team when, when you need to get something done, kick me out of the room because I am going to destroy whatever plans you had at getting productive. I have ideas. I have thoughts. I have, Hey, did we do this? Did we do that? Did we connect with this client? What are we doing here? And it's just like verbal vomit. Yeah. Right. And then I stress people out with the amount of energy I have. Well, I, I saw a lot of potential in Maddie, the passion that she has for design, her passion for growth. She's, she didn't go to school for this. She actually asked me, should I invest in, in going to college for design? And I told her no, because, you know, there are, there, education is great. I'm not going to, to say, don't go to school for what you want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in the world that we're in, sometimes real world application is is far better and teaches you so much more in a shorter amount of time than education. So when she a, came I'm, in, anybody that listens to the podcast will know I'm a strong proponent of real world <laughs> experience. It's huge, right? I mean, just that real world knowledge and common sense aspect of learning is is huge. Um, I always tell you people have an open mind so that you can receive the information and process it and remember it. Yeah. But when she came in, I was thinking, how are we going to do this? Because it's two balls of energy and Tanya and Jen are trying to get stuff done. She, when she asks the question, she knows this, we talk about it. We kind of banter back and forth about it. She'll tell the full story of the experience before she gets to the bullet point, which is the way my brain works. I do work in bullet points and I've even gone as far as, okay, Maddie, what's your question? And she looked at me and she said, I'm getting there. And that was a huge moment for me because I had to stop and I had to, 
Okay, keep going, because that's the way her brain works. And as a leader, what I found in that one moment, because I had to internally look at myself, right? It's just because something's not working, it doesn't mean it's somebody else's issue. They're not working for the team. How can you be better? How can you change as a leader? How can you learn from your team to be better? And it is listening in that moment, pausing, Yes, we were really busy. We're always busy. It's never going to change, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, but in that moment, I had to pause and I had to say, shit, Andrea, shut up. Right? She, this is the way her brain thinks. You have to change the way you're working with her. And that was huge for me because it, by doing that, I was able to slow down. I was able to listen to her. I was able to understand where she's strong what her strengths are and what she loves to do. And now we're moving her in that direction. Hey guys, so just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're getting value from this, I'd love it if you would leave a review. I'm growing this completely organically, aka no ad spend, so it would be a huge help. Appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. And that's in I you've said this before and I've heard this from Gary Vee as well. It comes from the mindset of when you're a leader, you work for them, they don't work for you. Yep. I've heard you say that and I think that's an unbelievably powerful quote. Mm-hmm. And even as I analyze different individuals that take leadership different ways, like we talked about the contrast between Gary Vee and Elon Musk and that's that's how I look at things. I look at things in in a way of do I need to be my Elon Musk personality or do do I need to be my Gary Vee personality? <laughs> But both ways, they're actually both working for their employees. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk just does it in a way where he's just always working. He's always driving the business forward, which is in turn helping everybody else make more money because the business is doing better, which means they can pay their employees more. And yep. Gary Vee does it in a way where he's always he has 15 minute meetings with everybody in the company. He says, let's have a 15 minute meeting and just talk about you. I'm mm-hmm. here to help you succeed. I wanna put you in a position. I don't wanna put a, a square peg into a round hole. I'm looking <laughs> to put a square peg into a square hole. Uh-huh. And that's what he figures out how to do. He understands people and puts them in the right positions to win. And that's something that I see you doing. And that's something I think a lot of people could do better at. How have you developed that mental framework and what was the process for you on getting to the point where you realized, oh shit, like I need to help them win? That's a hard question to ask. Uh, Easy question to ask, hard one to answer. Well, hard one to answer, (laughs) easy to ask. That's hard for me to answer because it's been such a long process. It's been a, a massive learning experience. I've talked about, you know, me having to learn who I am over and over again because of, you know, injuries or whatever. Uh, but it's it's taken a lot of trial and error in the business. And, you know, a successful business isn't successful overnight. It You're successful because you failed so many times at being successful, yeah. right? Like I'm very much a believer in you have to fail to learn how to succeed. And the only reason um, that I can give myself for having an amazing team right now that I can go away for two hours and be with some amazing people who are helping me be better outside of my, you know, team uh, is because I've had to give them space to be them and to run the company. You know, I, I'm the funnel that pauses everything. And, yeah. and it's, 
it's because I failed so many times at trying to be in the middle that I've learned shit. I'm, you know, okay, I'm putting a plug in that. I This is not working with me in it. I'm going to step out. I'm going to let you guys figure out how you want this process to run within the company. You let me know what you need. And I think very much through the trial and error, through the failing of, you know, having some amazing employees and failing them is, you know, the ultimate reason I think that they left. Um, you that's know, a I, powerful, that's a powerful mind frame that you have there. That's like the ultimate extreme ownership. The ultimate accountability is understanding that they didn't leave because, because they were garbage. They left because you weren't I failed enough. them. That's powerful yeah. frame of thought. I, I am a very strong believer in if something isn't working, look inside first. Look at yourself in the mirror and see how you can be better, how you can change, how you need to change your mindset. Because I, I think mindset is is one of the base things that you need to have in the right headspace in order to succeed. Yeah. Right? I, I, I had this kind of failure mindset when I started and I hoped for the best. Yeah. Well, as I've grown, I've, I've realized you know, every every situation is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to be better. And I look at everything in that capacity. And I, I am a firm believer in looking at yourself, not finding a reason to be upset with those people. But how can we fix our process? How can I be a better leader for them so that I don't have this turnover, this problem over and over again? Um you know, I, I look at it as I failed my team because I didn't stand by them when I needed to. And would I do that to a family member? No, I would stand by them because they're my family. Yeah. And that is absolutely how I think about our team. Very interesting. Very interesting. It, uh, I'm going to, again, bring up Elon Musk here. I remember reading it <laughs> because I'm reading his biography right now. And it's I mean, I just believe that you should like whether you agree with him or not. I don't agree with everything that he's done or any or any of those things by any means. But if somebody's successful, you should absolutely analyze them. What things yep. have they done to get them where they are? And there's one quote that's the complete opposite of what you're saying, where he says he actually thinks that it's counterproductive to be friends with your employees. And I think it's very interesting because he's doing something completely different than you are. He's running a multi-billion dollar business that's global. You're running a yep. local interior design firm. So I think that's why mm -hmm. it's important to understand what are your goals for your business? Who are you as an individual? And that needs to, that needs to drive your action steps into how you treat your team. 100%. Because for him, if he's building a business that's doing all these huge things globally, he probably... Mm -hmm it probably is counterproductive <laughs> to be friends with every employee because he's moving the business in so many other ways. He's generating million, hundreds of millions of dollars in financing, traveling around the world to do all these things. And if he's paying all this attention to each individual employee, it very well could be counterproductive. But for you, yeah. and not that you're small, you're doing massive things, but compared to the multi, like hundreds of billions, it's relatively small. Yeah. And that, because you know you're not gonna get to that level, it's much more personal it's much more boutique you can afford to have those relationships and that's what mm -hmm. it, what allows you to drive your growth and it seems that that's what brings you happiness and that's what being an <laughs> entrepreneur is about you, you you're mm -hmm. happy to come to work you're happy yep. to spend the time with your people 
Yeah. And that's powerful. Yeah. I think uh, being in that kind of happy place is is really important. I think no matter, you know, everybody runs their business differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, for Elon Musk, it's very counterproductive for him to be on, a, you know, a very personable friendship term with his employees where Gary V is, is the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, he spends 15 minutes every, you know, talking to each of his employees just to talk about themselves yeah. and like, how can, how can we, how can we help, you know, in whatever situation they're going through? I think I tried the cold approach and it didn't work for me. Yeah. I'm not a cold person. You know, it's, it all stems to like what you said, where do you want your business to be? What kind of business do you want to have? What do you want your, your culture and your company to be like? And, and being true to yourself. I, I tell anybody who cares to listen that who, what you see is what you get with me. Like, this is just me, right? We've talked about that. Uh, it's, you're not going to get anything else. I could try, but you're going to tell that I'm lying because I have no poker face. So it's it's all about being true to yourself, knowing where you want your business to be, your culture, and and putting the team in place and being the leader for that. Mm-hmm. 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 No, I agree. Um, little side note on this. The first time that I that I saw you actually, this is interesting because I've I remembered the first time as you were talking. I remember the first time that I that I saw you in B and I, and then where we are now is so. I mean, just the relationship that we built over the past couple months yeah. is even like drastically different. Um, but I, you came off as like a give no shits. I'm a, I'm about <laughs> business type of person, but then I get to know you a little bit, and that is who you are. But you also mm. have this bubbly personality where you're enthusiastic and you're and you're funny and you laugh and you crack jokes and i think that's really cool because it is who you are and i think it goes to show that if you want to be this Mm go-getter you don't have to be this go-getter that's also a cold non-emotional asshole you can be a go-getter and go achieve some great things and and talk business and not Mm -hmm. be a dick about it yeah. And that right there, I think, is really powerful because we put ourselves in boxes sometimes. It's like, if I want to do this, I have to be this and this. No. Mm-hmm. Break the mold. Do you. Be yourself and still achieve your goals. Just because you are the way you are doesn't mean that you can't reach what you want. And Gary Vee talks about this a lot as, as well. He says that figure out what you're happy and what you're happy doing mm-hmm. and live within the means of that. If you love going and doing art, for example, Mm-hmm. Okay, go love doing art and just live within how much you can make from that. Figure out different ways to bring income. But if that's what you love and you're making 60 grand a year, you can live on that. But at least you're yeah. doing something you love. And I think it's the same thing with the personality difference because maybe you're limited on how far you can grow this company as far as on a global scale with your personality and things of that nature. But you're happy doing what you do. And that's what I see. It's like just the mm-hmm. genuine happiness, the truth to who you are and not changing that for, and, and just not changing that. And that's really, really yeah. cool to see. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I have giant dreams to take over the world one design at a time. There you go. Um, but, and we're getting there, you and know. you can do it. Oh yeah. We're, uh, I have massive growth ideas and, and things we're putting in place for the company to expand and just be bigger, be better and provide designs for, for more people than just the uber rich right that's that's kind of what we're about but i i very much think that you have to please please change the mold don't sit yourself in a box because you know i'm i'm a go-getter 
I hustle. I work my ass off. I work seven days a week. My kids will tell you that they get tired of me working on Sundays. They tell me to shut the computer off or don't go walk that project because it's Sunday. Yeah. Um, my husband very much feels it. Uh, just to the point, you know, we have to actually schedule little dates in between uh, it to be together because we are like <laughs> two bats flying in the night. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's, it's really important to be just true to yourself because if you are true to yourself and just you're a good human, be good to people and have a positive outlook in life and be happy. Do what makes you happy. I woke up this morning not in a great mood because yesterday was a hard day for us just at at work. Everybody needed something from us all at the same time. Yeah. And it's just all compounding this week. But I woke up this morning and I'm driving to b and and every every Wednesday, I I do my ritual. Right, we all know I get up between three thirty and four in the morning, <laughs> have my cups of coffee, which is probably like three by the time I leave for B and I. I go to and Starbucks. And B and I is at seven a.m. for the listeners. So seven a.m. between three. 30 or 4 and 7 a.m. She's already had three to four cups of coffee. That's right. I'm ready for lunch already. And uh, I I get gas because I need gas in my car. I go to the Starbucks across the street from that and I get my, uh, my hot grande almond milk latte with an extra shot because you can't just have two shots in a grande. You need more. And uh, I drive to B&I and I blast some ridiculous like 90s hip hop. That's hilarious. And I, you know, it's one of the best eras for hip hop. And uh, I just, I sing and I dance in my car on the way to B&I. And I needed that this morning. I, and I told myself out loud, what are you upset about? Be happy. You are where you want to be. You're doing the things that you love to do. You're going to see these amazing people that help you build up a better business and are out there marketing for you as friends, uh, be happy for what you have and where you are. And that's, I think, really huge for myself mentally, because I have to tell myself that sometimes. I get stuck in the day-to-day, I get stuck in the stress of owning a business, having a team, having their mortgages on my back, right? I, I'm having to make sure that we're constantly bringing in work to sustain. Yeah. And it it starts to weigh on you. But Take a minute and reflect on why you're happy. Mm-hmm. And that changes your mindset. It makes you remember what you're doing, what you're building, and who you're surrounding yourself with. And then all those things that are coming at you all at once become really easy to handle. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Andrea. You are an absolute powerhouse. You're doing some amazing things with your interior design firm, and I absolutely believe you're going you're gonna to blow this thing up. It's going to be massive, and we're going to be here to follow the journey. We're going to have you on more podcast episodes in the future to follow what you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about leadership and just going and just showing that you don't have to be you don't have to put yourself in a box to be a good leader. You can be yourself and you can still be successful. And what are you guys on track to hit this year for, for revenue, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, no, that's okay. We wanted to be at, at uh, 2 million this year. Uh, we're at 1.3. Okay. So guys, yeah. anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, $1.3 million in revenue as a interior design firm. And she still has a great relationship with all of her employees. You don't have to grow a team of 15 people who nope. you don't know in order to make, a, in order to build a seven figure business. No, you it's don't. Not that complicated. You Mm-mm. get a team of people that you love. You do the things that you love, 
and you build it how you want to build it. And this is interior design. Like this isn't even digital marketing and all these other crazy things that are out there and online businesses, which may ob objectively be easier to scale. This mm -hmm. is interior design, long-term projects, and she still is managing to do this. So just goes to show you can be yourself. You can still be successful. And I appreciate you for sharing all these tips. Thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. This was fantastic. I Bring the next one on. There we go. There we go. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for joining. I will see you guys on the next episode.